When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope the weekend treated you well. I had a lovely weekend. I put out some bird feeders in the yard. I made banana bread. I took some time to paint on the porch, which is really fun. I haven't done that in a long time. I haven't done that in so long that my paints were like dried out. I had to like rehydrate them. So it's been a minute. Um, and then I, yeah, I cleaned out my herb beds outside and it was just really fun. And I realized like, oh my gosh, I'm a homebody. And I don't know when that happened. I never thought that would happen. I've never been that person, but it was just like this moment where I realized all the hobbies I've been picking up lately are around my home which is like a little bit confusing because we are about to move for like six weeks and I'm becoming aware of like how much my habits and routines and like hobbies honestly are around my home but how much I love to be away from home (laughs) like traveling and doing things and those two things are weird. That's a weird combo. I honestly have like this fantasy that we'll buy a home one day and I'll just like have this like beautiful cut flower garden that like integrates perfectly with my vegetable garden and like somehow we'll also have an orchard and I also won't be burnt out from taking care of all of it and I'll still be writing books and doing my job the way that I do my job and still traveling all the time. And I have like a very small inkling into what that looks like. And I'm realizing like, oh, I'm fantasizing (laughs) because just the act of like leaving for six weeks, I'm realizing like how much needs to be tended to at our house. And I've just got to figure that out. Like, I think I might have a friend or a family member come and just stay there while we're gone or something along those lines because yeah, I don't know. Everything will die. Like all the plants and there's just so many little things like that. So anyway, that's been interesting, which brings me to the three good things for this week. So the first one is that I have trips that I'm preparing for, which is my happiest place. I love planning a trip. It is my favorite thing ever. I think planning the trip is even more fun than being on the trip, quite frankly. I just love it. It's so fun. I'm so excited. 
Um, number two, we are about to get the Southwest Companion Pass, if all goes well. So the Chase Southwest card did like a special bonus thing where if you, when you do the minimum spend, because like most credit cards, if you don't know, when you're, when you're trying to build up points, they do like a sign-on bonus. And in order to get the sign-on bonus, you have to spend a certain amount of money on the card to make that happen. I often find that very difficult to do. Like we don't have a ton of expenses in our personal life. Like we live pretty simply. And so I find it pretty difficult to spend the minimum spend a lot of times. But so I wasn't sure, like we signed on for this card and we're like, let's go for this companion pass. I'll explain that in a second. And then we were like, I guess we're not gonna get it. Cause it's like, this is so silly because you have to spend like $4,000 in like three months, which we should be able to do, right? Like people with bills and things like that. But for whatever reason, we just found it difficult to spend that much money. But then I checked it yesterday and I was like, okay, we're pretty close. Like, I don't think we're far off. I think we're going to be able to get it. What the companion pass is, if you haven't heard, is that essentially your partner, one person, you can, I think you can change it three times within a year, can fly with you for free, like just paying the taxes and the fees, which can often be around $5. And Southwest flies internationally. So essentially like we could go to another country, like two for one and you only get the pass for a year. So we would have to like really make it worth it for the year. But I think that would be easy to do. And means that like, you know, my partner can go with me places, which will be really fun. So that's on my mind. And then the third good thing is unplugged weekends, which I did not do this weekend. <laughs> so this is more coming from the place of like, oh, when you do that, it's really nice. And I used to be really serious about this because I was quite frankly burning out, especially on social media. And so I would take Instagram off my phone completely for Saturday and Sunday. So I couldn't even log into Instagram. And then on Sunday, I would do like no phone. I would turn my phone off. And sometimes I would do no screens of any kind. So like no TV, no YouTube. And the reason that I would do this is because it was rejuvenating and it would like breathe life back into me. It wasn't like I felt like this is what a good person does or this is what the right thing to do is. It was definitely from the place of like, this is like the last ditch effort to breathe life back into my bones. <laughs> so um, that's what I used to do. And since I took my sabbatical, I'm just feeling much more excited about Instagram again. I'm having fun with it again, which has been a while. And so I'm happy to be back. And I'm also like putting less pressure on myself than I ever have with it. And that feels good as well. So I don't have this like deep need to take it off of my phone every weekend or to even turn my phone off every weekend. But I do find that I feel more refreshed and I have less like Sunday scaries if I turn my phone off on Sunday because I feel like I had time for me, like fully unfiltered, untainted is like a weird word, but that's what I'm feeling. Um, just time for myself to be and to think and to do and not have like a ton of pressure. I also do all my chores on Saturday, so I don't have that to worry about on Sundays either. And so Sundays can really be a day of rest for me. 
that being said, I didn't do that this weekend and I felt the mess of it. And so um, getting into today's episode, this week I wanted to share with you my updated journaling prompts. So I've really started switching my prompts up every single month just based off of what I need or what I'm trying to track right then. And I thought it would be useful to share those with you. I know a lot of you really enjoyed the spring plan with me episode where we talked about everything I'm reflecting for spring. And so I hoped this would give you some ideas of things you could do maybe every morning, every night, and once a week. Now, I wanna be clear that I've been journaling since I was nine years old every single day. So this habit is like really well ingrained in my life. And taking the time to journal isn't something I'm building a habit of. If that's the case for you, like this might be overwhelming. This might be like a lot of stuff. And I don't want you to feel like you can't do any of it because you don't want to do all of it. Like it may sound unenjoyable even to do all of this. And that's totally okay. And I'm not judging you. You shouldn't judge you. Everybody has different things that support them. If you want to build in some habits of of reflection and da- and what I call like data collection, then just take a couple of little things. And I'll reiterate this multiple times in this episode because I really, the last thing I want is for you to hear what I'm doing for myself and think that you're supposed to also be doing that for yourself and then feel bad about yourself because you don't want to or can't. And so I really think it's important to be clear about like why I'm doing each of these things. And then I'll share it. So I'll try my best to share that with you. Um, why I chose this particular prompt for this particular season for my particular needs so that you you can hear, okay, well, is that something I want or I need and filter out the things that aren't for you and keep the ones that are. Okay, so my weekly reflection is what I typically do on Sundays just as I'm starting to gear up and prep for the week ahead. Now, here's something I wanna say. I plan my tasks and close my work week every single Friday so that the weekend doesn't have any work that I have to do in it 99% of the time. So this reflection is much more like of a personal emotional space, but there are some like work planning elements in there just because it's such a big part of my life. Obviously, most of us spend most hours of our day at work. So um, just keep that in mind. All right, so my weekly reflection is how do I want to feel this week? I typically use my core desired feelings. So those right now are energetic, sociable, and free. And then I ask myself, what will I do to feel that way? I do this because I want to feel the way that I decide (laughs) to feel. And I like to start it out, start out the reflection with that perspective so that every answer I give kind of reminds me to point it back to, I want to feel sociable, energized, and free are the plans I'm making for myself, writing myself out of the ability to feel that way. Okay, so the next question is, what does success mean this week? So an example of that is this week, right, I'm prepping for travel, and so I'm gonna be gone for like a week and a half, and so I want to get ahead. So success for me looks like having all of my podcasts and Instagram content recorded and uploaded, before I leave for Raleigh, all the way through the week after Chicago, I get back from Chicago. So that's what success means this week. 
nothing else. Anything, like I had to really do that this morning and say to myself, okay, I said success would be this. And I was feeling really overwhelmed and stressed with my schedule today because I had this like YouTube video I felt like I had to record. And I was like, you know what? That's not success. That's not what I defined as success. So I'm gonna focus on what is important and put away the things that are not important right now because I need to prioritize. And that really helped me. Um, And then I do three good things. That's just kind of my personal gratitude practice. I like good things better than grateful for. It keeps it light. I always have more than I, I can always think of something good, you know? Um, And I typically write like, you know, three of those things every week, what was good. And I like to think of like, what was good this week? What were three good things from the week? And then things I wish I said no to, This is really helpful because it's things I wish I'd said no to, not only from other people, but from myself. So sometimes I make commitments to things and then I'm like, what have I done? Or I don't limit my own engine, my internal engine, and I just keep going and going and going. And I'm like, whoa, that's too much. So this data is so helpful because I can recognize, okay, what do I continuously do that I wish I didn't do? What do I continuously say no to, say yes to that I wish I was saying no to? And you can start to collect that data and then hopefully say no sooner. Because one of my big problems as a seven is I don't wanna miss out on anything. So, So sometimes I'll say yes to things that don't sit right with me Or this is also helpful, like let's say you're trying to make new friends and you're struggling to recognize if someone's a good friend for you or not. not. If you continuously hang out with someone and you write, I wish I'd said no to that hangout, that's data, right? That's what we're looking for is just data and information as to like, how do I continuously feel when I say yes to certain things? What do I continuously say yes to that I wish I was saying no to? What gave me energy last week? Data collection. What brought me joy? And then what drained my energy last week? More data collection. And then my top three expenses this week. This is something I'm really trying to track right now. It's just like, what are our variable expenses? And which means like, which ones change up every month? Like we have certain things that stay the same, like power bill, rent, all of that. But then we have variable expenses, which are like groceries, that's our main one. (laughs) Like I'm trying to think of what other variables we have. Um, For me personally, you know, like Amazon purchases, things like that. So like, what am I spending my most money on that I have control over? And I'm checking that because I'm trying to be a frugal girl. Like I'm just trying to figure that out. It does not come naturally to me. I don't enjoy it, (laughs) but I'm trying to get good at it and one step at a time, you know? Okay, so that's my weekly reflection. The goal of my weekly reflection is just to, one, gather data, right? Explore what's continuously working for me, what's continuously not, and then also to set the tone for how do I want to feel this week? What am I going to do to make myself feel that way? What does success look like for the week? To really help me to prioritize my energy, prioritize my time, and to give myself a little bit of a fresh reflective start. So let's get into my morning reflection. Now, this changed up the most probably from last month. 
So this month I'm doing what's my self-care challenge. So in April, I'm doing a 30-day self-care challenge. So I'm doing like a new act of self-care every day. And I've already like laid out what that looks like every day for the month. And I'm just kind of plug and playing it at this point. So in my journal, I'm just writing down what is the thing I need to do today for my self-care challenge, just as a reminder. Today, it is to create a vision board, which is fun because I never create vision boards mid-month or mid-quarter. I always do them like at the beginning. So I think that's a fun little task. Um, Then my next one is today's intention. So what do I intend to do today? And then I do five positive I am statements. So I like to do things that are true, not things that I'm trying to convince myself are true. So an example of this, I used with my husband the other day because we were having this conversation and his was like, he has this big paper due. He was really stressed about it. And um, he had all, he was the one who brought up like, did you know that like affirmation should be true? And I was like, I 100% agree with that. And so all that to say, like, he could take the stance of, I am going to write a perfect paper. And he might not believe that right now. And so it actually will just cause him more anxiety, more frustration, more like internal dissonance. But if he were to say, I have a track record of making A's on every paper, that would be true. That's data, that's information. I tend to write things that just kind of pump me up, you know, like I'm a supportive partner, I am brave, I am continuously surprising and inspiring myself, like things that just make me feel pumped up for the day. And and I'm really doing this right now because I am really trying to bring in much more like positivity and that's not always supportive for me right? Sometimes I'm the opposite. I need to like think about every day, like what do I feel vulnerable about? What's painful for me right now? But right now, like I'm in the opposite. Like I'm looking for like, okay, I want energy. I want sociability. I want to feel free. I want to feel like alive. And so like bringing in positive reinforcements can really support me in that. And one of those is like, I am statements. The next is my highlight from the day before. I like to just kind of go back and be like, what's continuously bringing me joy? What is continuously the high point of my day? That's just data collection, right? Like the more we know, the more we can do. And then I do a five senses check-in. This is honestly just a writing exercise for me. I like to take the, the practice of describing my five senses and what they're experiencing. This can also be a mindfulness practice of just tuning in with your five senses. So that's kind of the the benefit of that. And then I do a list of good things, not a numbered list. Like I'm not like trying to think of just three good things, five good things, 10 good things. I'm just writing every good thing that comes to mind. And usually that list is like six to seven items. And then I time block my day. I don't normally do this every day, but I am for the month of April because I'm just trying to gauge what my expectations are versus my reality. And especially as I get into coaching one-on-one, I wanna see, I'm gonna, one, I'm gonna have so many meetings and I'm gonna need to time block just on a practical level because I'm gonna need to say like, okay, I have this hour open. What am I gonna put in there? 
and be really realistic about my to-do list based off of my meeting load. But additionally, I'm just collecting data on like how long are my tasks typically taking? What do I expect versus what's real? And then finally, for me, I free write afterwards. I, I do two pages of free write in the morning right now. So I like to do one page of guided prompts and then two pages of free write. That's just what's serving me at the moment. Um, I know for a lot of people, free writing is like really frustrating and I totally get that. Um, I personally really enjoy it. I just like to keep my pen moving and see what comes out. It feels like therapy to me. I'm able to be really honest with myself. I feel like it prevents me from like hiding from how I'm feeling. And the, the key being you have to keep your pen moving, which I think a lot of times people say like, oh, I'm trying to free write, but it's taking me hours. If you're free writing truly where your pen just like doesn't stop moving, it can't take you hours because you, your, pen, your pen needs to move faster than your thoughts. Like what takes hours is coming up with and thinking of like, what should I say? What should I write about? How can I make it sound beautiful? Which isn't the goal to me of free writing. Free writing, the goal is to get to the truth, um, to filter out all of the things that are blocking your creative energy and to get to the truth of how you feel and what's going on with you. And that to me only happens fully when I start writing and I don't stop until I've hit my number. So for me, that's my morning reflection. And, you know, doing this and the free writing, I would say usually takes me about 30 to 40 minutes. So it is like time intensive, but again, like for me, this is something that's just so built into my life that it doesn't feel like a sacrifice. If that's the case for you, you know, maybe just pick one that works for you. Maybe you just write down your highlight from the day yesterday, or you just write down your that day's intention or something like that. And then my evening reflection. <laughs> so I also like to sit down and journal in the evening. This is relatively a new ad for me, maybe within the last year, maybe two years, I started doing this. I also just kind of started doing it as a ritual and routine. And I like to do it because, because things are still fresh on my mind, like what happened that day, how I felt about it. And I want, I want to capitalize on that. I also love journaling. So I love having my book kind of capstoned with journaling practice. That's fun for me. That's, that's exciting to me. I know that I'm not everyone, but <clears throat> so for my evening reflection, I write down, how did I feel today? This is so helpful for me as a seven, just to be honest with myself about how I'm feeling, what's working for me, what's not working for me. If I had negative emotions, acknowledging them, honoring them, being honest with myself about them. Then what happened today? I literally write down everything that happened that day. This is really beneficial. And the reason I'm doing it right now one is because I'm time blocking in the morning and I want to assess, like, did my time block match my reality? But also, I like to look back and be like, and see what happened every day and just have a sense of what my life was like in a time period. And I do do that pretty often. And so I like having that data. And then I delighted in. So I like that language of I delighted in because I think it's very different. So if I were to say to myself, what was the highlight of my day, this, you know, my highlight of my weekend, I might say it was 
painting on the porch or something like that. But if I ask myself what I delighted in, I can think of a specific moment when I was making banana bread and I was using an electric mixer and I realized like it wasn't working right. And so I switched to a spatula and I was folding in the dry ingredients into the wet ingredients. And in that moment, I felt like this is an absolute delight. Like this process brings me so much joy and makes me so happy and feels so grounding and connected. And I was delighting in it. That's very different from like, oh, that was nice. I really enjoyed doing that. It was like a specific moment, a specific feeling. And I like to note that, you know, like, because sometimes I'll do so many things around the house and I'll get like a little grumpy about it. But then I look back and I'm like, continuously, these are the things you were delighting in, you know, like this is continuously a source of joy for you. Then I check in with my core desired feelings. I ask myself what made me feel that way that day. So what made me feel as sociable, energized and free that day. And then I do a manifestation statement right now, which is if you've been following me for a long time, you might've heard me talk about like my beliefs on manifestation and the secret and all of that stuff. And it's like, I pretty much don't believe in it. I do believe in it on a practical level. Like I think we set intentions and then we like make decisions based off of those intentions. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. So when I say manifesting, I'm more so saying intention setting, but for my long-term future. Now, the reason that I'm doing this right now is because I'm having the hardest time envisioning my life and the future of my life and like what I want. And I feel so indecisive about like who I am, where I am, what I want, where I'm going. And this is helping me. <laughs> so um, because it's it's kind of taking me out of what do I need to do to get there headspace and putting me into if it all just falls together, what would I want? And then you write it in the present tense as if it's already happened, which I think really puts me in a positive headspace and a belief-minded headspace so that I actually have hope because I'm struggling with that right now, especially with a lot of the things I want, which are like to own a home and my limitations, which are to be in Asheville. And those two things together seem impossible. And um, without also working way more than I want to work or being way more exhausted than I want to be or having a bigger team than I want to have, like all these like elements, right? But if I take all, see how I can get so crowded in the details. Like I'm hearing it even as I'm talking to you. Like there's so many little factors to consider. So manifestation practice and writing down in the, in the positive present tense allows me to step out of the details and focus on what I actually want. Without having to figure out how I'm gonna get there right now, I can just go, okay, this is information into what I want. And that's why I'm doing that. <laughs> so I'm doing that every night. And really at the end of the day, all of these, you've heard me say over and over and over again, are about data collection. Who am I? What do I want? How do I feel? What's working for me? What's not working for me? and pattern recognition. What do I continuously say yes to that I wish I said no to? How do I continuously feel? What continuously drains my energy? What continuously provides energy? 
I'm just treating myself like a puzzle and <laughs> going like what's working, what's not working, and then making little tiny alterations. That's fun for me. Again, I'm in deep habit of doing this over the course of my entire life, like almost 30 years now of doing this. So please, please, please don't like start where I am if you're like never journaled in your life, right? Start really small. Give yourself like one little thing that you're checking in on, one little piece of data that you're collecting. For some people, that's like a mood tracker is a good place to start. Like pick one of the things based off of something you actually need and then start small and build from there. And then also if you do this, please let me know how it goes. All right, now let's get into just like what's going on over here. So last week, um, what happened? Well, this one's a little bit off schedule, so <laughs> it's gonna be a little strange again. But basically last week in your time, I was in Chicago, but I won't be able to talk about that until next week because I'm prepping this episode in advance. So you are the future. And for you, I'm the past. I guess it's always the case, but it's a little more extreme right now. But what happened for me last week in my time is I finalized the launch of my coaching program, like that is closed, and we get to start coaching next week. I did my, I did put my bird feeders up for both the hummingbirds and the rest of the birds. Like I have a hummingbird feeder and then like a other bird feeder. So I'm excited about that. And then I finished reading Lessons in Chemistry as well as The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath, um, both of which made me so aware of the patriarchy, especially during like the 50s and 60s. And I am brimming with revelatory energy. Like I'm just like down with the patriarchy. Um, they both were just like very much about the struggles that women experienced in like my mother's generation and my grandmother's generation. And oof, it's it's a lot. And things I'm feeling vulnerable about. So we are at the beginning of our kids' spring break, but it is one of the busiest times for both Obi and I individually. Like he's in the thick of it with school and his work hours just literally expanded this week. Like they added hours to his day. And then I'm working kind of double time to try and get ahead of schedule so that we can travel together for spring break at the end of the week. So, hmm. I just, we're going to be unplugging and doing like a family vacation for a couple of nights at the end of the week. But right now I just feel like bad for the kiddo having to entertain themselves a bit more and like not getting as much time with us as like I feel like they probably hoped for or we hoped for. And sometimes that's just like the way it is, you know, like jobs are jobs and it's just hard. The second thing is that, you know, what I'm feeling proud of which, um, you know, that being said, I do feel like Obi and I are both doing a really good job of prioritizing our relationship to the kiddo above everything else. And this morning when I was feeling rushed to leave for work, I was feeling really overwhelmed about my schedule. I still took time to really sit down with them and support them emotionally and really make the point to pursue them and their thoughts and their feelings. And that's not the easiest thing to do when you're feeling rushed. And I'm just so proud of myself for doing that, for taking that time. I'm proud of both Obi and I for prioritizing that relationship versus over everything else, you know. And then my core desired feelings for April. Um, I'm This week, I'm going to feel energized by fitting in at least one workout before we go out of town. I think that'll probably be tomorrow. 
And then maybe even one workout at the hotel gym in Raleigh just to kind of make time for it. And then I'm going to feel sociable because we're seeing friends both this week and next week. Like it's going to be a heavy social week. And then I'm going to feel free so easily (laughs) with traveling to two cities within two days of each other. Um, I will definitely feel free. That's for sure. And I'm also going to feel free because I'm going to be so ahead on work that a lot of what I'm going to have to do really is just my meetings. So not a lot of computer work will have to be done while I'm traveling, which I'm, I'm proud of myself for doing that. And then my self-care challenge for the week. Last week, I was meant to take myself on a solo date to the botanical gardens and to the art supply store, but I didn't get to go to the gardens because of the day that I ended up having time to go on a date. Um, I did, it was really cold. So I took myself to lunch and got like this really nice salad and a little like espresso dessert moment afterwards. And then I went to the art store and I bought myself a new marker, which felt really special. I think it feels more special sometimes to do something small instead of something big. Like just buying myself a single marker, I think felt better than if I bought myself like a $50 watercolor set or something. I think I would feel buyer's remorse with the second option, but a little $2 treat feels like an act of self-care. You know, it feels like loving. So that felt really good. And then this week I'm doing a bigger self-care challenge for the month, as I mentioned earlier. So there are things that every day that I'm going to do for self-care, which is really fun. However, the one that's coming up for this week that I'm craving the most is a leisurely walk alone. And I'll think, I think I'll take time to do that today or tomorrow, like one day before we leave for Raleigh. I think maybe today even I'll take a time to do that or even invite the kid over the walk. I don't need to be alone for it. So that feels really nice. And then what's coming up in terms of content this week on the podcast, Wednesday, we'll talk about rhythms versus routines. What are What's the difference and who might benefit from which one? And then Friday, I'm talking with one of my favorite YouTubers, Michelle B, about life as a creative and how we support ourselves in the journey of making creativity our work. So this week, as a reminder, is an invitation to add even one point of data collection to your life. Start small and see what it offers you. And we'll end today with a quote from Jessamine West, people who keep journals have life twice. Thank you, friends, for joining me, and I will see you Wednesday for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.